This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This is a bonus podcast this week. Kind of a, it wasn't a last minute launch episode, but it kind of turned into one due to a deadline that we end up talking about in this podcast. So I want to do a pre-intro about that deadline right now, and then we talk about it in a little more detail in this episode with Philip. Um, right now in Muskogee County, Georgia, they're trying to shut down bow hunting. Um, HunterNation.org put this out. Um, basically, there's a Columbus City Council meeting at 530 on Tuesday, March 9th. Uh, Hunter Nation members will be there to testify against this ban. They're trying to ban... Bow hunting, it's crazy. Hunters need to act now to stop the ban on bow hunting. Trying to ban bow hunting in the whole county. Yeah, it's crazy. But this is just where this stuff snows. It starts here and then snowballs to everybody. Snowballs to everybody else. So, uh, Columbus Trade Center, eight hundred one Front Avenue, Columbus, Georgia, is where the city council meeting is. And then there's a list of all everyone's phone numbers and emails for the different districts that have um, a part in this. So we're going to put this link in the description. Please email and tell them, you know, respectfully, this is a bad move. Don't do it. Um, let, let, you know, let our voices be heard here. So we are going to launch this later in the month. They moved the date forward, I think, to try and sneak it in on us as hunters and our culture, and we're just not going to do it. So we're going to launch this episode before. Um, but that being said, Thanks for being here. I'm going to get through the business really fast. Um, the podcast is brought to you by HHA Sports, Scent Crusher, Big Time, Rogue Ridge, the Grind Turkey Decoys, uh, Rogue Ridge or e-bikes, Old Barn Taxidermy, Gator Outdoors, and our veteran shout-out is brought to you by, we don't have one this week, um, but we will next week. This is a bonus episode, remember. Uh, the veteran shout-out is brought to you by HHA USA, hhausa.org. Um, also, Victory Archery. Thermoseat, Loophold Optics, and Slick Trick. So thank you to our partners uh, for supporting what we do, and we appreciate you for supporting them and supporting us and tuning in. Um, but I don't know. What do you think, Eric? This is a fun episode. Very fun episode. I mean, it was very uh, 
laid back and fun. Then we got to the business and talked about this new bill that they're trying to pass. So it was yeah. very informative and fun at the same time. Philip's a cool guy. Yeah, very cool guy. Real cool guy. Somebody that I've watched a lot, you know, in and out of the real tree yep. videos growing up. Really so big cool. into turkeys. Super humble. Yeah. Like he just kind of acts like, yeah, yeah, I worked at Real Tree. It's fine. He kind of reminds me of Pitts a little bit. Yeah, you can tell they're from the same vibe. It's a oh, Georgia yeah. thing, maybe. It think. is. I think so. Everybody from Georgia seems cool. Yep. I don't I know. Like Have that. you met somebody you don't like from Georgia? Not yet. <laughs> I know. Eventually, we'll <laughs> meet somebody. I'm thinking about it. No. <laughs> I mean, I've only met a handful. Or a, a handful. Handful. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So uh, Iowa Classic is this weekend. We'll be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think our booth uh, booth nine oh six. I believe. Um, come see us. <laughs> we have special Tallboy koozies. Um, also, we're uploading more stuff to Carbon TV. I started yep. doing that today. And we're before you go too far uh, at the Iowa show, we're going to have limited edition Iowa T-shirts. So yeah, get like, them there because you won't get them at the, on the store online. And once they're sold out, they're out. So we can't afford to keep making shirts. Right. We're struggling. <laughs> um, Ohio show was moved, um, and we will not be able to attend the new date. So we're, we pulled out of Ohio, but we'll be in Madison, not Madison. They moved it from Madison, Wisconsin to Wisconsin Dells That's right. at the Kalahari Resort. We will be there. Yep. I Don't ask me what our booth number is because I don't know. But, I have no idea. But we'll be there. We're there next to our buddies from Prairie Storm Outfitting from Kansas. I tell you what, walk down every aisle till you see us. That's where we'll be. We'll be. You'll see us there. <laughs> Look for a bunch of drunk dudes. In Wisconsin, well, that's a that's pretty vague that for Wisconsin. Vague. That's vague. Look for guys with working class bow hunter hats on. Yeah, that says working class bow hunter in the booth. That's us. <laughs> that is us. We just need a real tall flag that we can put in the booth so everyone can see us. We could do that. We need one of those uh, car dealership guys that like waves around oh, with yeah. his arms. A real dainty guy. Just put like a twenty foot tall <laughs> one of those. I don't know. Oh, do they have like a wind machine on them? Does the wind? Yeah, need it's to like blow? a blower on. Okay, it. yeah, we're good then. We're good. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being here. Hope you enjoy this podcast, and we love you. I believe. Welcome to the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Uh, just Eric and I in the studio for this one, and joined on the phone our friend Philip Culpepper. What's going on, man? Hey guys, how's it going, man? Just up here in Illinois, what's going down? What's going on down south? Man, not much. We, it's actually cold for us. I think it's in the fifties right now. Oh man, Dang. I Lucky. feel bad. I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> I'm not. Well, it's, it's going to warm up quick. But y'all are short staffed up there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yep. We manage a couple cold beers yep. and conversation. will be just fine. <laughs> a little jump start. Yeah, exactly right. it. Exactly it. Well, man, I got to say thank you for, for jumping on the podcast. You're someone I've wanted on the show for a long time. And, uh, you know, I saw you made a couple of posts on social, and I'm like, man, I got to I gotta make this jump and get him on. So I hit up T-Bone, who was just on, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll connect. So he hooked us up, and I think you and I talked on the phone last week, never talked before for, like, hell, it seemed like an hour or so, just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean like i said i'm glad i'm glad you guys reached out and and obviously you know i think michael pitts had said something to me in the past about coming on with you guys and, and then then travis called me so i said man it's just, let's do it yeah yeah <laughs> michael pitts we need to get him back on i yeah, miss that do. guy <laughs> i'm telling you he needs to be your, your voiceover guy read all your sponsor reels that's a great idea that is a great idea <laughs> he would do that we should all right we're gonna hit him up about that because it would just be <laughs> Way more professional, and he's just got the voice and the look for it somehow for radio. You yep. know what I mean? 
So well, you definitely once you get that niche, they're gonna know like you'll it's kind of like the the commercials the new style commercials on the super bowl that they have no audio no music it makes somebody turn their head and look at the tv think something's wrong you're gonna get people's attention when you have pits talking on there oh yeah that's a great idea but yeah I, I forgot i was i was bothering him to get you on that was i mean i think two years ago roughly man that has been a while i think it was during i want to say it might have been during turkey season because i think i was headed to tennessee and he called me one day and, and then you know, of course, during that time of year, I'm just I'm day to day, so I'm so scatterbrained. So I apologize. Now we're the same way, man. Like we all get how schedules are. But one thing, before I forget, we have to add: this is like our sixth year anniversary yeah. podcast that we're recording right now. So um, you got lucky and got to jump on that one. God, <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. It's just that's what I was I was waiting for y'all to be going for. Make sure y'all made it for six years before I came on. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're just waiting for that six year mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, if these guys can make it to the day of six years, then I'll, I'll do it. Then you're worthy of coming on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Prove they're serious about this type yeah. of stuff. <laughs> no, man, again, it's, it's an honor. It really is. I, I've, uh, you know, I know we talked the other day, and I haven't done many of these at all. So, um, you know, I, I apologize in advance. Oh, dude, you know, you'll be fine. It, we talked to some idiots, let me tell you. That's true. And we're well, idiots that ourselves. Makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, we're idiots, so it's like you yeah. can do terrible and we wouldn't know a difference. We're just happy to have we're just happy to be here. <laughs> so man, hey, talk to us first before we get into the uh dare I say political side of thing. Not really po- politics, <laughs> hunting politics. The nitty gritty. The nitty gritty of people, that. People yeah, people trying to make hunting politics. Yeah, ex- exactly that. Exactly that. Um I want to start let's start with positivity. We'll break some of that stuff down, and then we'll end on positivity. How's that? So we just get that. That sounds awesome. Let's talk about. I want to talk about Hunt Club and some of the other projects you got going on. Well, first we should probably say who he is and like tell us a little bit about yourself in case people don't know who you are. There you go, Eric. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, so I'm I'm from uh, just north of Columbus, Georgia, down here, which is a town about an hour and a half south of Atlanta, and. Uh, you know, I started, you know, which Columbus is where Realtree camouflage is from. So, and I started uh, my career at Realtree when I was, uh, the, the, like, the week I turned 16, I got hired to pack boxes in the warehouse. No kidding. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I went in there, like, the, I knew I was getting my driver's license. I, went, I had my mom take me down there uh, when I was 15. And uh, the week before, and I filled out an application, and, and uh, luckily DJ called me, and she's still there now. She's one of Bill's actually original employees from uh, when Bill launched Realtree. So that's awesome. She's been there. She's been there a while. So, anyways, I, I, I worked in the warehouse for a year, year and a half, packing boxes until I finally uh, bugged David Blanton enough to give me a chance just to run camera and pick up a camera. And uh, and so it just kind of grew into that. And you know, and my dad actually, he's He's uh, the Realtree farm manager now. He's been doing that for, shoot, 16, 17 years. And, and um, you know, because I started about a year before before he did. But m- my dad and Bill knew each other from the past. You know, they were friends way back. And then they kind of got reacquainted. So, um, you know, he, he's got a knack for the wildlife side. So, obviously, it was a perfect fit. But, yeah, man. So, I just, you know, been very blessed to work there. And I, I worked at Realtree over 18 years. And no uh, I just this past summer went out on my own and started doing this digital series, Hunt Club, um, doing it and uh, still hosting Spring Thunder for Realtree. Um, you know, that's still a very big, big passion of mine, obviously. And, and 
part of my life. So we're getting ready to kick that off for the uh, fourth season. So congrats. Um, like I said, I, I'm not officially in the office day to day, but you know, I, you know, real tree still my family. So that's, that's still where I'm at. man. That's very cool, man. It's cool that you felt like that's essentially your first job and it's kind of just routed your life in a way, you know? Oh yeah, man. And, and again, I've, I was just, you know, even the, you know, I, I do all the editing stuff and, you know, obviously we all mostly all self film on hunt club. So it's, but you know, I know just enough to get by. So it's like, I never went to school for it or anything like that. So I was, I literally, you know, got a high school education and came out and just luckily was surrounded by some, you know, great, great camera guys, producers, you know, um, through Realtree. And man, I just, you know, tried to take it all in and, and, you know, like I said, just tried to make it and, you know, thank the good Lord for this niche now and this digital side of things to where it's, it's possible, you know, to do something like this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I never would have thought in high school I would be, I'd have a, I'd have a show on YouTube and, and be saying I was making a living. So, but at, yeah, least, that's for, really cool. at least for this year, I am, I don't know. We may do another one next year and I'll be working out at the Chick-fil-A. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. The Waffle House. Yeah, or Waffle House. As long as they'll give me Saturday, Sundays off the turkey hunt, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, man, I mean, you've – there are a lot of people that have probably seen your work through – I mean, if you've been filming for that long since you were that young, I mean, probably everything Realtree's done for the most part, right? Yeah, man. I mean, again, I started, you know, just strictly as, as trying to get in the video department best I could just to get in before I was ever even, like, running camera or traveling. And then – um I mean, I started, you know, running camera a little bit and, and, uh, Bill actually once my, my dad had already been there at that point. He had, my dad was actually running camera before I was. So, cause he was, you know, when that kind of created that position for, for my dad to work there and, and my dad was going on trips with him. And so when he would come home, I literally was just infatuated with it, trying to figure it out. Cause I mean, I didn't have a clue, you know, and between that and working in the video department, picking up with some of the guys, um, you know, it just, it kind of grew from there and, and, you know, just strictly then running camera and then, um, you know, having a chance to start producing some stuff. And then, you know, that grew into finally and, and, uh, I think 2000, 2008 to like 2012, I, I produced road trips with Michael. So, you know, it's just, again, it's just, you know, trying to take it one step at a time and it's just keeping, keeping everything, all the tricks in the bag and putting them all together, you know. Being a part of a Realtree road trips, and we've talked about this a lot in the past, we think that show was like the show that changed what like new hunting media is. Oh man, it's 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 crazy, you know. And and it was weird because, you know, that's when I was just getting into it as far as the, you know, cause I graduated high school in '03, so I was, you know, that last year of high school, I was I was year and a half I was working after after school at Realtree, so that was all kind of that push coming, you know, and, and when road trips launched in O2. So it was all, you know, I, I don't really know what it was like on the, if you want to call it the inside before that. So right, it was, right. you know, but it was just go, 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 go type deal. And that whole behind the scenes type thing was, I think, you know, and that kept me to an open mind because that filming around the clock, like, like, like we did at road trips in those early years of just the camera never cut off. And even back then, you know, it wasn't like dumping footage now. You would, you know, Steve Finch and Mark Womack would come off the road, and my job was to go through the tape, and I would log every clip inside the time code, log every clip. So 
even though I wasn't on the road, then I was going through, you know, everything they filmed, seeing all the uncut stuff and what it took to get a main episode. And man. so it was interesting, man, just see it, just I, cause I don't know what, if you want to call it the old days of TV were like, because that was all, that's all I've ever known, you know, right. Right. as far yeah. as having my, getting my feet wet and hands dirty as far as editing. So, you know, and, and it's, but it is it kind of creates, if you want to say creates that eye for you to where, you know, like, this is what we need. We got to have this to bridge the gap. We got to have, you know, type deal to keep it that behind the scenes type deal flowing. So, um, but, but it's that show, man, was, was incredible. You know, it's just that I think Michael will tell you the same thing. It, it literally, you know, it, it changed things, man. Just, just, you know, he, he's not obviously arrogant at all in that way, but, but in, in whether he would say this or not, I feel like that show did change the industry, you know, as far as, you know, everybody was not that they were chasing Michael, but they were chasing that concept of how do we get to be behind the scenes. And again, Michael being who Michael is so genuine. I mean, he is what he is on that show and that's what made it so great. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I grew up, you know, of course I, it came out in 02, you said, so I was, is that right? Oh, two. I'm pretty I think, well, it might have launched in 03. 02 was, I believe, the first filming year. So I was like 12, 13 when it came out, man. I had the Real True Road Trips hat that I found at Walmart. I still have it. Like, <laughs> I I have all the DVDs, everything, man. I've, I've like, burned them things out watching them and watching them. Like, my favorite hunts, that moose hunt they went on. Were you a part of that? Were you? Did you get to go along? No, I, I, I remember I was there, and um, I remember I was, uh, and I, man, I was like, Golly, I would have to think, you know, because, and that's when I was first really getting into the filming a little bit. But I mean, I, I think I was still in high school. No kidding. So that's I was crazy. Still like, yes. Yeah, so I was still working in it. Like, you know, I was, cause I was hoping to go on that trip just to be a grunt. Yeah. Know, no just, kidding. Just no to kidding. Do, to point and tell me what to do. But it was, uh, that was, uh, I remember I logged all, got back, logged all that footage. There was, man, I'm trying to think there was. I want to say it was over 20 hours of footage they had. <laughs> I bet you you've seen um, some cool shit that's never even seen the light of day, though, too. <laughs> well, and it's it's crazy, man. And that's like, I mean, me and Michael have talked about this, even the way the digital stuff, like the way kind of we're doing Hunt Club now is, man, if we've got something that's just, we think's halfway decent of an episode, we're like, man, well, hey, let's just, I'll cut it together and we'll put it up. Like, man, I, we just tonight, I posted a squirrel hunt. Uh, it's a 11 minute video of the guys cutting up, yelling at squirrels, and they killed two squirrels. Which, <laughs> I mean, it's like, but it shows the, their personalities hanging out. You know, my nephew, my nephew yeah. and niece went, and, and so it's like. But back then, for the TV show, trying to fit in that 22 minutes of content, you would never even dream of putting that out there. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. What a challenge, you, you know. It's but it's like to your point, if, if if you had that digital style back then, man, you would have had Bagum six months of footage from that Alaska <laughs> trip. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it's because there's so much stuff that, that didn't make it just because for time, you know. How jealous were all your high school buddies that, like, you get out of high school and you're just like head first into the real tree game and getting to do you this got a stuff career and, right after high school? Yeah, with like a cool man, career, it, right? It was it was weird because it's like. And obviously, I grew up. I, I mean, I was from the time I was five years old, infatuated with hunting. Like, you know, I I, I was just good enough to make the baseball team, but it's like, 
I was my senior year. I didn't even play baseball because it cut into turkey hunting too much. So <laughs> I was like, awesome. I'm not it just just because I would hunt before I had my senior year set up, or I, you know, my I only had a few classes. So I was like, man, I could instead of having to play ball, I was like, heck, I can set this deal up where I can turkey hunt about every morning before school. I was like. You know, why not do – I mean, I ain't – baseball ain't worth that because I know I wasn't going anywhere playing baseball. I didn't think I was going – I didn't even consider any kind of hunting a career path at the time. I was just like, man, that's what my passion was. That's and, cool, but, too, because you worked at Realtree. Right. Right. Well, and, it, and it's weird, man, because back then, and I don't know – you know, I had some buddies that hunted. You know, I got like my best friend was a – he was a year younger than me. He hunted a lot, too, but – he hunts now more than he did then because sports was so big and, and he wasn't nobody that I remember in school was infatuated with it. Like I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was like, I would remember coming in to, 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 I had a, we had a, we had a, uh, physics lab coming in. I remember it was my senior year. And if I got there before lunch in, in that class, they, I wouldn't be counted absent. So I had my absences per, you know, whatever it is, semester timed out to where I would max <laughs> them out. You know, I'd save them. So I would get there where they had passed a rule at our school to where you had to have a college shirt on. So I went to a Christian school in Columbus. So I was like, all right, so you had to have your shirt tucked in a college shirt. So I, that's when I went out and got the, you know, the, the cot the bass pro cotton button up and so i would i knew if i could just make it to school and get in there i would change during lunch so i would come in with a tucked in full button up camo shirt and decked out camo. <laughs> decked and so out camo collar shirt <laughs> right right so i'll never forget i walked in that day and uh our teacher was uh he was he made an example of me because he knew what i was doing but i mean I, but there was nothing really he could do about it because i had so many i was down to my allotted time you know so right right <laughs> he was like I'll never forget, he made me stand up in front of the class, and this was right before the bell rang, and he said, you need to get serious with what's your with your schoolwork and figure out, you know, get serious about life. He said, because I'm telling you right now in front of this whole class, hunting and fishing will never have anything to do with you you making a living. Ooh. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll never forget, he told me that, and I was like, man, and then it's just, that always stuck with me. And so it was like, where's that teacher now? Was, Send him some DVDs. Yeah, no well, shit. It, it's, it's crazy though. So like fast forward four or five years, he left there. He was big in the video production. So he actually really? came to work at Realtree for about three years. Oh, come on. You got to tell me <laughs> you so gave him worked, some shit. So he had never in his first day there. I said, man, you remember what you told me senior year? And he said, I promise you. I've never forgot what I told you that day. He said, I'll, I'll kick myself for, for saying that. So it was almost a funny big circle of the story. I was like, man, you never know. You just, I mean, like I said, no matter what it is, if you got the passion for it, just go knock down doors and do it. Okay. At least he was like humble and like owned it. I was going to say like, he was like a dick. You yeah, could just like, I, don't, I, know, I don't know. I don't remember what I told you. <laughs> yeah. You could be no, like, he, Hey, uh, he was a, he's a, he's a great guy, man. He oh, was good to hear. Like, he's like, man, you talk about just having to eat my own words, man, because this sucks. <laughs> this sucks. For like a couple of weeks, I would have just been in like boss around, hey, go move those boxes over there and, and then move them back over there. <laughs> go clean, no kidding, go clean the toilet quick. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good story, man. Well, cool. So that kind of is like the – I wanted to give your your background a little bit, you know, with the road trip stuff and kind of build up to it right now. I didn't want to just hop into Hunt Club and then the Spring Thunder stuff and people not – 
know, you know, at least on the first podcast with us, right. I wanted to kind of give your your history and the effort and time you put in and the passion you put in a little bit of credit at least. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate it. Like I said, a lot of people don't know. I mean, and that, and that's, you know, obviously the TV stuff has come on. My dad's on Realtor Outdoors a lot and, and stuff, especially the past few years to where everybody, most people I've talked to think that I work at Realtree just because my dad. Oh, so really? Like nobody, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most people just think, well, yeah, you're, you're Roger's son that runs Bill's farm. And so I was like, yeah, but they don't realize my dad and Bill, yeah, they were buddies way back. But, you know, I went down there. I made it a point. Where I was like, I don't want to – I want to just try to get a job. I don't want to go in there with, hey, go hire my son. Let me just go in there and try to get a job, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, funny story about your old man. Um, my first time I ever went to ATA, I was like starstruck, you know. And your your dad was walking by, and I was – and I stopped him and got a picture with him, and I – I felt like the whole time he was wondering why I was getting a picture with him. <laughs> like he was really cool about it, but because I just I know you guys from I was so into the real tree. I grew up a real tree kid, you know. Like he didn't suspect you to stop or anyone to stop and take a picture with him. I mean, maybe it happens to him often, but he just acted like, oh yeah, okay, like kind of <laughs> like this is weird. But I mean, man, that's that's funny. He's he's my dad, man. He's my best friend. He's a, he's he's just like. Everybody sees him on the videos and stuff, too, to where he's just, uh, I mean, ate up with hunting, man. Just freaking, I mean, loves it. And like I said, that's where I get my passion from, from him and my uncle growing up. And that's, that was, I mean, that was all I was, I, that's all I could think about from, from the, I mean, I can remember when I'd make bad test grades, I mean, you know, my, my mom would, I was more terrified of my mom still to this day than I am my dad to where, <laughs> He would, I would be getting out like that. I got it. You, you got to sign this test. And I'd be like in seventh grade and he'd be like, and he'd pull out, look at him, be like, do not let your mama find out or else you're not going to be able to hunt this weekend. <laughs> and so I like, that's, I, that was the one line all the time to where he was, it was like, man, that was our, always our escape and go to the woods. So it's cool to still be doing it with him. That is cool, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. Well, hey, let's talk about Hunt Club. Break that down for everybody if, if they're unfamiliar with it. Yeah, man. So it just started this, uh, this August and, um, you know, it was just, it was an idea of just, you know, the more we, you know, I've got a couple of buddies around here I've been on a hunting club with and, and, uh, and I was like, man, we, we were one guy, uh, Chris Staten, which his nickname's cheeseburger. Um, so <laughs> he was, he was the first time he got on this lease with us. I met him and I was like, man, and just some of the things he was saying to him, this was probably three years ago. And I was like, golly, I was like, man, this is, and this is when the digital stuff was kind of first getting going, I guess. And, uh, or, or when I really, I guess not really getting going, but when I was really, I guess, paying attention to it more. And, uh, I was like, God, man, this is the type of stuff people would, this, this unfiltered, just, you don't see any of this from the South really, because just what people go through of us, I mean, here we are. You know, at the time, again, I was traveling on the road everywhere for Realtree filming, and then I'd get home on the weekends. I'd be calling in from Montana, man, hey, can you go corn my spot? Can You, you think you can keep corn on my spot? And, and just those conversations we had and the, the comedy, I was like, man. But at the same time, the guys, they were hardcore passionate about trying to kill deer. I was like, man, that's just, you know, it's respectable. I just think it would be a cool angle to try to show that side of things. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, and then that, that, 
that I've had that just thinking of it. And I'd even talked with Daniel Thomas at Realtree. He's a producer at Realtree and, uh, he's kind of over all the digital stuff now. And so I was, me and him had talked about it for a couple of years. I said, man, that would just be, that would be so cool. And I was like, just that, that side of things of, of showing the, the kind of the good old boys type hunting. And I was like, and if you could ever show them a consistent pattern, I was like, that's what people seem like they're latching on to versus just a big deer killed every week. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so I don't know, we just kind of grew with it. And I was like, man, and then I got the thing. I was like, well, what'd you call it? And I was like, oh, I said this, I think just call it hunt club. And I was like, it would be, that'd be just a cool name. And so then I, you know, I was, when I was trying to, to get it trademarked and everything, you know, I, I had to, for me to technically get the name, I had to have my name attached to it. So that's the reason I put hunt club with Philip Culpepper. And it's just pretty much me and my, you know, uh, Michael Pitts, one of my best friends, my dad, and then I get cheeseburger and then another one of my best friends, Nate Thomas. And they're, it's just us kind of just showing the everyday life of, you know, trying to kill deer and turkeys and squirrels, whatever's in season. And like I said, I just getting back to the roots of, of what I really felt like, you know, in, in my opinion, this industry needs of just hunting for the right reasons for the passion of doing it and having a good time. I, I like it, man. And I love the name. I love the name because it's kind of got that it's short, it's simple, and it's different, but it makes perfect sense. Like yep. it's a thing people hear, but it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, you got that perfect blend of, uh, stick to the name. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, and I thought, man, if I had, I have, if I could find the old map because the pieces of paper and even like the logo, I was going through so much stuff trying to just like, man, what, how in the world is, I was like, this is hell trying to figure out this out. Cause I was like, once you, once you get it, you can't change it a year from now. Right. So like, it's gotta be something, you know, and it's like everybody I talked to like, well, I don't know, but you'll know it when you find it. And so I was like, man, so, you know, and it, and it, and I, I wasn't sure how to do it without, cause I didn't, I wanted it to be something like a man. We're, we're, we're part of the hunt. That's us. We're part of something like that. That's this. It's the more about the camaraderie and the belief around it than it is the actual. It's like the culture. culture of the fact, mate. Right. You know, and, and you know, kudos to, to uh, hats off to Michael. I mean, he, he's almost the same thing he did with that type with the brotherhood deal to where it's, you know, I just wanted it to be something of like, man, you can go kill a three pointer. It's okay. It ain't, if, if you're happy with them and that's something you're proud of, I'm then by all means do it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, and that's what I said. I just wanted it to be something like that. Cause I didn't want to be, all right, I'm going to start my own YouTube. It's going to be Philip Culpepper outdoors. I was like, I just don't nobody. It's just, I mean, it's been done before. Yeah. No, nobody's going to look that up, but me. So it's like, right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, so I, I just, I don't know. It's something, you know, again, we're, we're all a team, man, pulling for each other. And I was like, just, you know, I just wanted to show that side of, of, you know, we were, it was just three of us at the time on that little piece of 300 acres we were hunting. You know, we were all had a target list of deer, maybe two deer on the whole place we were trying to kill. And it's like all of us were happy for each other, no matter who got him. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, it's like when you hear a shot, you're hoping it got the big deer. And it's like, man, just that, that, that lifestyle of pulling for one another as hunters, man. I just like, man, something, I just feel like it needs to be represented better than it is. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree, man. Social media makes it out to be like a competition, like between each other when it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's just, man, and as good as social media is, it's just like, man, gum, it's just, I feel like there's some people out there that just, 
you know, and, and, and trust me, I've been accused of it. People, you know, you post something, it's, oh man, that's cool. I'll post it. Well, then I, I've got messages. You're posting this just to get likes and da da da. And it's, you want to say, well, what the hell's, what the hell's Instagram for? I mean, that's what everybody <laughs> posts something for. So I'm like, but, but, but the only thing that burns me is like, man, I, I'm doing it because I, I, it's my way of showing my passion. Yeah, this you know, isn't in, a new in, thing for you. It's like, I'm not posting nothing, just just faking something. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, you know, if 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 freaking grasshopper hunting in Georgia was a thing, then we'd have a countdown on hunt club when grasshopper season was coming. <laughs> so it's like that. And that's the thing, and I think some of the some of the people are just. I mean, overall, and just in this generation is is doing things just for Instagram to be just to get. Well, like my thing is, I don't care what you post or don't post. If you're hunting, do it for the right reason. Do it to have the passion to to grow the sport, to stand up for the sport, and do it the right way. And just don't don't ever do it just because it's cool. For sure. You know? right. and, yeah. and, and so that that's that's the you know I just feel like I don't know if it is the millennial generation or what it is, man. It's just you know it's just gotten away from that. You know, I think so people who that, are that's just my take on it. I agree, man. I think people who, cause I, I'm 30. Eric, you're 32, aren't 31? Yep. 30. We're, we kind of grew up where we, there wasn't social media and then there was. And then now the next generation knows nothing but social media. Right. So I think it's kind of our responsibility to kind of call out the bad to tell, like, to have the next generation be like, oh, yeah, like we have to, like, code of ethics in hunting has to be a thing. Um, and not just doing things to get a picture for social media, even if it may, means like cutting a corner or breaking a law type of thing and making hunters look bad as a whole. So, um, it's just different, man, different generations. It's, and I still believe right now in the social media realm, we're in the wild west. Like I think in 10 years, it's going to be different because, because right now you can have a career and then tomorrow you could do or say something and because of social media, your career is over. Over with. Um, oh, there ain't no doubt, man. It's, it's, uh, it's it's nuts, man. It's just you know, and it's like you know, even like we talk about posting stuff. It's it's like if 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 a Jake walks up right now, and if I'm with somebody and they're going to shoot him just to post him on social media, then that's that's where the lines cross. Saying if if you want to if you want to shoot him because you're pumped up and we're going to breast him out and eat him, then yeah, but don't. I'm not saying don't post it because it's a Jake. I'm saying don't shoot the turkey because just because you you think it's cool to look like you shot a Jake. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know that, that, that's that's the where I just think it's it is like you say it is a hard line to 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 tell what's being crossed, but it's it's a it's almost a it's to each hunter out there who does it. You, you just got a man. Everybody just needs to look in the mirror and realize. This is bigger than any one person, man. What we're fighting right now, we got to grow this sport. I mean, we, we've got to. It's, it's bigger than anybody's personal Instagram. It's bigger than anybody's big deer they killed. It's bigger than anybody's YouTube video they got views on. We, we've got to be all in this t t for the for the way to make this fun and entertaining, and and why why we got into the sport because I can promise you there's shows out there now that make turkey hunting look like when i was a kid if i watched that it'd be like who who wants to go who wants to go slay the dragon man i thought the turkey hunting was supposed to be fun right and it's right and, it, and it's like I, I feel like that's just and again that's the challenge to everybody that's kind of we getting on my topic of that video I did the other day 
people with a voice with these social medias and these YouTubes, you know, and even you guys, it's like, y'all got the platform to speak to people. It's like, man, we got to spread the word to, to get people included instead of us. I just feel like this industry's come too much into, man, here we are. We're, we're, we're the lucky ones in the industry. We're the, we're the guys chosen people to represent the outdoor industry. The outdoor industry ain't just the people making money off of it. It's everybody. Yeah, it's people buying and, the products you know, and hunting and buying tags. A hundred percent. I mean, it's it's more it's more people it's more people doing that than it is me or you trying to get a little sponsorship deal to make ends meet. You know, right? Right. And it's exactly. and I just feel like we've lost touch with that as an industry and whole. You know. Well, just, well, man, I think too. You know how you're saying on Hunt Club, like, yeah, we filmed a segment, you know, shooting squirrels, and I think so. I, I this. Guy's been brought up a lot lately on the podcast because it's kind of like a good example, yet it shows like before and after, like the Chris Brackett deal. Early on in Arrow Affliction, he would go out and hunt like he'd go frog gigging but use his bow and he'd shoot bullfrogs and, you know, he'd have a riot and it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. You get frog legs and you go out there and get to shoot them with your bow. That's fun. Something different. So that would motivate me to go out and shoot my bow. Well, then kind of perfect social media example, kills a buck for a show, whatever, loses his career. But that – that motivation early on was something that got me. I'm like, man, I want to go shoot my bow. Like, oh, you can hunt this with a bow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do that. You know, and squirrel hunting's not something that's on my radar because half the time I can't, I don't want to squirrel hunt where I deer hunt or whatever here. But we have a, I mean, our squirrels in Illinois are like <laughs> small dogs. They're huge. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all like got Well, we got. We'd call that just a red raccoon. <laughs> that's what they are they're they're giant they're huge up here they're giant and they'll they'll eat an 80 inch shed in two days um God, freaking nuts. i've i've found sheds with blood on the bases and the g2s chewed completely off completely on a, off on i don't a big know shed. i don't know how they do it so fast it's sad but um what i like you guys do that stuff so for a kid that wants to get outside and and kind of cut his teeth and maybe start on squirrel hunting or whatever or somebody like me like i've never gone squirrel hunting i might be like that looks like a riot. We should get the group together and all go out and kill squirrels. Oh, it's a blast. And, and kind of bullshit and have a good time. Hell, we'll we'll strap GoPros on our heads and make a little 10-minute YouTube video out oh, of it yeah. if we want. Like, something just simple, you know? Um, so that's what's cool about what you're doing. Like, you're just showing you guys having fun doing your thing because you live it. Well, I'm sure with... Well, right. 100%. You know, like you said, it's... it's, it's uh, uh, and now, you know, like I talked about a little bit earlier, this digital era of stuff... Man, you, you don't ever know where it's going to go. You can start doing that and, and, and cutting little videos together and it could be the next Justin Bieber of the hunting industry. <laughs> I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't ever know. I mean, look at all the, the, look at all. If you really, if you look back, all the people that's been found musically on YouTube and how, you know, and the words, I think, I think all of us as hunters are just a little bit behind on the, the YouTube side of things. So obviously we're, we're, trying to get there but i'm just saying you never know what's possible whenever you go do it and like you said just especially kids now they're just infatuated with having a youtube channel i mean they can go now they can go and, and do their own little squirrel hunt and do their own little show you know right right from their phone too i mean these cameras are getting so crazy on the phones you could almost do it right from there oh it's nuts man it is freaking insane what how it, it's and just i and i sound like i sound like an old man i'm 35 but it's like saying this like it's crazy just just to think of the cameras, how far they have come just since I started video on Realtree. Yeah, I mean it, it's freaking nuts. I oh, mean, yeah, I can it's remember, insane! I can remember filming Bill Jordan in, in Arizona, and man carrying a uh, 
freaking 40 pound camera and <laughs> a, a 25 pound tripod. I mean, I was like, man, I won't die. I was like, that's, that's the only time I wish I'd stayed playing baseball for another year. Cause I was like, man, I, I was like, I was like, holy cow. Man, it's like now, I mean, like these cameras we're, we're running, I run for hunt club stuff, man. It, it's just, you can just, I mean, it ain't nothing. I can carry it in with a deer standing steps to go hang. Damn near fit in your pocket. So it, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. Oh, even like GoPros now, like mm-hmm. the hero, we have a couple of hero eights and they're just insane yeah. for what they are. You know, you never thought of action cam. Like I had, I found one of my old action cams, like when they first came out and I don't know how many, like what the quality was, but it's absolute garbage. But it was like at the time it was like, this is awesome. Right. And now it's like the GoPros or whatever new action cam <laughs> is like 4k. I didn't even think they have 8k now. I don't know anything about video, but it's insane. It's, dude, it's not. I can remember Steve Finch had the first, Steve Finch and Mark Womack in the years of, this would have been 04, probably 05, maybe. Um, anyways, they had, had, had gotten this, they wanted like a barrel cam. And this was before anything could come out. And they literally, and I'll never forget, Michael had nicknamed it. They called it the, we all called it the Green Weenie Cam. And it was, we had it strapped to the barrel and it was underneath and it literally, think of how long, and this hadn't really been that long ago, but and it had a wire that ran from the camera and you were you zip tied it, it ran down the barrel and it ran to the back and like either Michael would put it in the back of his turkey vest and it literally had a cassette housing for a cassette tape you recorded to. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. That's where, hilarious. Like, you, you would have to like hit hit record on it like if something's going you have to take it out and hit record and stick it back in your and it was literally like like the tape like rolling on a wheel tape like a vhs <laughs> tape it. it was like it's like man it's just i can remember just it's crazy now you got like tacticam and, and even like gopro it's just a touch of a button and you're recording yeah and it's right. like i mean it's nuts <laughs> that's what i did i mean i brought one gopro and recorded my bear hunt last year i just had it screwed to a tree like and hit the button, and it turned out pretty good for the quality of footage. But, I mean, you know what I mean for what it is. Um, oh, yeah, and, like, a ton of stuff. I mean, shoot, I bet 70% of, of Hunt Club stuff is all GoPro. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just all that. that but, again, it's, it's, you know, obviously the quality is there, too, and, and the audios. I, I We got a little I, – I bought a little uh, – like a media mod that's got an external mic on it that helps out with the, with the audio a little bit. But I got the same thing the, sitting right here. I'm holding it. It's it's a little it's a sweet setup, man. Now that the oh yeah, and you got you can get the light on it and everything. But the the GoPros, man, they're so easy. You can cut them on so fast. You get so much more actual like real time content where you don't have to go back and reenact. Like if you if you even have a hunch that something's going to happen, you just hit that button and it's recording. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember about you have to like hang on. You have to stop everybody and cut the camera on, let it boot up. <laughs> then I mean, it used to be like you'd miss the whole moment. You know, it'd be like, like dial up internet, get waiting for it to connect. <laughs> oh man, it was crazy, cra- man. It was like it was nuts during during hunting during the rut back in the day because the cameras they used to take about the big cameras like fifteen seconds to boot up. Oh no shit! So it would be oh man, so it would be like you had a pole start. It was like what. Oh, to, to ever like cut it off and just sit down for a second, it was like you couldn't do both. Like, man, if you're going to sit down, you got to leave the camera on. And so then, if, you know, so it, it was. It'd mix your fuel, change, prime it, pull yeah. start it, get it going, <laughs> pull the choke. Yeah, spray yeah. it with ether and get it going. <laughs> spray some ether in it. Yeah, it's like, well, here it is. Deer's gone, yeah. but here it is. 
Um, hey, man, I don't want to skip over this before we get into the, the hunting politic thing. Um, I want to talk about the Spring Thunder because uh, I was dabbling around on, I mean, I think it was last spring, get, you know, wanting to get warmed up for turkey season. I downloaded um, Realtree 365 on my Roku TV, and I was oh sweet. I was thumbing around through there, and I was like, ooh, this looks good. So I started watching that, and I was uh, watching you guys. I think you did a hunt with Michael. You guys killed a bird. Um, super vague, right? Because you guys probably kill a thousand birds together. But <laughs> man, you you would you'd be surprised, man. That's the first time me and him from this past spring. Um, we well, I tell you that back. We went to Montana two years ago together. But as far as and it's crazy to think. I mean, we literally are about twelve minutes apart from where we live apart. You would think we would go a few times a year, but man, that's the first time I've hunted here at home with him in probably five years. No kidding. And. uh but sorry to cut you off. I was no. just that was, I was going down memory lane there. No, you're <laughs> fine, man. I enjoyed it. I like I know you as a turkey guy. Like when I think real tree and Philip Culpepper, I see you as like I, I just for some reason that's and I'm maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong there. Uh but when I think turkeys and real tree, I think you. Right. Well and and you know, and I appreciate that. It's, it's that's definitely the the main platform I, I got with Realtree, you know, was having the chance to to really you know, because I was, you know, nothing, nothing changed. With I changed a lot of my deer hunting tactics when I, the more knowledge I got being around people at Real Tree and turkey hunting too. But I was every bit of passionate I am now. I was the same way when I was in sixth grade. So I mean, I was just infatuated with turkeys. That's all I, I had on my brain from January till June. And uh, so it was that kind of bled over. It led me into the opportunity when I was at Real Tree running camera. When when Realtree had a had a some you know clients coming in and and partners coming in, I would go film and and uh, and guide people and take them and you know call up turkeys for them. Where that's kind of where and that's really kind of what gave me the opportunity on Spring Thunder when you know we we were killing so many turkeys. So I was like, man, I was they want to do a turkey deal, and so I was like, man, I was you know one of the guys that just that lived and breathed it. So you know it was kind of a natural fit there. Yeah, no, I think it's great, man. If you want to get for everybody listening, if you want to get revved up about turkeys, get on that Real Tree three sixty five. And Eric's Eric's not a turkey guy, which is funny. He's sitting in here, going, <laughs> I'm like the turkey hater of the group. Yeah, but uh, for <laughs> for everybody else, get on Real Tree three sixty five and and check that out because man, it got me pumped up watching it. And I'm just now well, getting more and more ramped up into turkeys as we we go along. I've killed a handful, but um, I get more excited each year about it. Well, you need to come. Y'all need to come down here and get you a dose of these southern birds. I'd love to, man. And I'm sure you hunted Illinois for birds, but we do a turkey palooza every spring. So if you ever want to come up and kill a bird in Illinois, you're more than welcome to come along. I'd love to, man. I, I've never, I've never turkey hunted in Illinois. No kidding. Well, we'll have to make yeah, it happen next have. spring. Yeah, I, I, I would love to. That, that'd be awesome because I, I still would. You know, Eddie Salter is trying to do. I don't know where he stands now on the states, but he was trying to kill one in every in all 49 states that have them. So. Um, I'm trying, I try to get one, you know, try to get one or two states a year to go, to go somewhere I hadn't ever been. We'll get you and Pitts to come up next spring. Cause I think, I think the applications are closed now for yeah. non-resident in Illinois, but next spring, <clears throat> get you and Pitts to come out. We got a place for you guys to stay and we'll do some podcasts and try and kill some birds. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, I want to be able to come back though. Normally anytime me and him go somewhere together for the first time, we don't ever get invited back. So, <laughs> well, Hey, uh, we, uh, we know you guys well enough. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've talked to Pitts enough. We know that, uh, <laughs> he, he fits, uh, fits in with us pretty well. 
Typically, we're the no, ones that don't get invited back, so maybe we found our yeah. niche here. <laughs> well, we'll hit it off good in camp, then. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure we will. Um, hey, let's talk about this um, the stupid hunting. I don't even want to call it a law because it's not a law. Um, so you're down in Georgia. This, let's Okay, let's, I've got, I just hard cut. I apologize on that. <laughs> back up. <laughs> My brain, this kind of flusters me a little bit. So... I saw you made a post last week, early last week sometime, I think it was, uh, the time of recording this. Basically, a neighboring county to you is trying to ban the bow hunting. They've already banned firearm hunting, and they're trying to ban bow hunting now. Yeah, man. So, I, And I'm still, like I talked to you, I've done more research on it, trying to figure it out, you know, and get just so I, I want to make sure I'm talking correctly on this deal. But pretty much... The county next to me, which is the county I went to school in, grew up in, the you know, literally from where I'm sitting right now, my trucks, you know, less than a mile county line is, they're pretty much trying to, to, so the, from what I gather, the, the county, um, what county is the city it? City council is Muskogee County, Georgia. So, they don't have the authority. The, the city council has no authority. Anywhere in Georgia, this is where it's going to kind of grow and to be a bigger deal is they can't change any game laws. That's, that's DNR's job. That's the Game and Fish, Georgia DNR, Department of Natural Resources. They're the ones who control all the game laws. Mm -hmm. So, and restrictions. So what they're trying to do is, is pass a city ordinance, um, that potentially could grow into a countywide ordinance of you cannot discharge a bow. Any bow and arrow, if you unless you're on a a uh, track of land that's at least ten acres. So even if you um, own two acres and you want to shoot your bow in your driveway to practice, you can't shoot it. Can't no, can't do it. What? So, and, and again, that that that's gonna, you know, because some people, oh well, I mean, you know, this and that. It's, so the problem is that that's. They don't have anything drawn up in there about hunting because they know it's going to get shot down because they have no jurisdiction on hunting. Mm -hmm. So th they've already outlawed the, the, you know, you can't discharge a firearm inside the city, the city. So now it is going to be where they're trying to get the bow kicked out or that's pretty, you know, there, there's going to be no hunting. So it, it's a, uh, you know, but then on top of that, I've found out since, I'm trying to pull it up now on my phone that the actual name of the bill, but they're, they're introducing a, a bill to the Georgia legislator, I guess, that is, it's uh, HB 471. They're trying to do that now across the state of Georgia for the, to give, pretty much give this back to all these cities the right to determine if they want to do this. Oh, really? So, so now it's going to about to trying to make it grow legs into, you know, there's going to be ever Muskogee counties that they're what they're what we're going through here are going to be statewide. Um, so, and again, you know, you, you get into all these, you know, like we in a little bit in that video I touched on people who are who are ignorant on hunting or don't know, and and they've got somebody in their ear trying to move the calls for this bill, and and they're feeding them information that this you know, making them feel like they're in danger for somebody bow hunting. And then they're going, that's how this stuff's going to get passed. You know, if we don't stand up and fight it. So, um, so right now it's just in city limits, right? It's not like the whole County. 
Right, right now, right now they're trying to do it in the city limits. But I mean, it's it's so vague. Nobody, it, it, it's not a because they even got in there well, with permission. You can and this and that. But I mean, we all know where that goes to where. Right. You know, if it's there, and again, all this is coming from supposedly one person. A guy shot a deer. It ran over on somebody's across the line, and he did the right thing and went to their house, knocked on the door, asking for permission. And that whoever that was flipped out and oh, really? called the called the city councilman and and you know and I've talked to one of the local game wardens for a long time about it you know and and he was just like their whole thing is them coming on my property this and that like well, we we we've got a law for that it's called trespassing <laughs> right and it's right. not it, putting this law in effect ain't gonna change that it's just like we've right. already got you know you know trespassing and doing damage to property so it's like. Right, I don't know. Right. It's just, it's, it's, it's sad. You know, it's like we had talked last week. It was just, you know, some of the lines that the guy saying there is about, you know, we don't want to find errors laying in the streets and we don't want somebody, we know somebody, we know bow hunters when they see a big buck across the property line, they're not going to care about a property line. It's like, and that's putting words in people's mouths and making us as hunters look bad. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I was, I was like, that's why we can't just, that's why we can't just sit there and, and, uh, and and take it, you know. And we got to stand up. Well, so I pulled up, um, I pulled up HunterNation.org, um, or you can probably, guys, if you're listening, just Google Hunter Nation. Um, and I found it here. Here's the the write up: Georgia County to shut down bow hunting. This is from February 22nd, 2021. Um, I'm just going to read a section of this real quick. That way, everybody can kind of. Because right here, it's it's got, like, what you can do about it. So I want to read this. Um, Columbus Mayor Skip Henderson and several members of the Columbus City Council in Georgia want to ban bow hunting for deer in Columbus and Muskogee County on any tract of land less than 10 acres. If the ban is passed, it would trample on the hunting rights of thousands of people, rights that are protected by the Right to Fish and Hunt Amendment in Georgia's Constitution. Moreover, local government in Georgia has no authority to regulate hunting. Only the DNR can do that. So everything you just said. Hunters need to act now to stop the ban on bow hunting. Here's what you can do. One, attend the Columbus City Council's meeting at 5.30 uh, p.m. on Tuesday, March 9th. So I need to launch this podcast before then. <laughs> Let me write that down. Yeah. Well, and I just, I literally, before we got on the phone, and that's what I was going to say, I just found out from my buddy Brooks here. Locally, that's when they changed it because they apparently pulled it back because of, I think so much backlash to get more information. Um, and that's the reason they moved it because originally it was like you said, the 23rd. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So they knew we were recording this podcast and people were going to be pissed. Um, right. Hunter Nation <laughs> well, members. Man, I think within those, after Hunter Nation got involved, you know, and kudos to those guys. Thanks so much. I know Michael Waddell himself was involved with it. Um, you know, he, he talked to them and them guys were ready to fight and come down here that night. And, uh, and I think they, they all the, the feedback just from what I got, I think that's when they decided to pull back. So, all right, well, let's read, let's postpone this because, because they had a lot of, I think they knew they, they, they stirred up the hornet's nest. Yeah. Oh, I bet, man. Well, well so one thing here, let me, let me say this. And what I think I'm going to do, um, if you're listening to this, you know, it's obviously redundant, but I think we're going to do an intro that gives us information in the intro. That way people can get the info and then f- hear the details here where we're at, like mid episode. Um, attend the, uh, attend the city council meeting, uh, gives the address Columbus Trade Center, 801 Front Avenue, Columbus, Georgia. 
Email and call the Columbus City Council members and tell them no unconstitutional restrictions on bow hunting in Columbus and Muskogee County. Um, and there is a ton, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten contacts from the different districts. Uh, district 1 through 10 is what it is um, with everybody's email listed and phone numbers. So we can blast them and let them know. <laughs> we'll make a post so everyone call them and tell them not to do this. Yeah. Uh, so well, and, and you know, like I said, man, it's, it's a, you know, I appreciate you guys, you know, wanting to obviously got us going on here to talk about it because we're all one here as a voice. You know, if if if, if it happens here, it can it can happen anywhere, and when we got to stand up for what's right, and 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 again, it's there. There is a in the Constitution of Georgia. You, it is a right to hunt. It's not a privilege. It's a right to hunt. Well, the way I interpret this, if they're regulating that, that's an infringement upon a right of the Constitution. That's so, a, that's sure, what it for, seems for them, like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so, so to me, that that to me would seem like it would make it null and void right there. Agreed. Exactly. Um, well, I'll tell you this, Philip. You know, it's this scares us a little bit. Uh, it scares me more than it scares Eric because Iowa or Eric is an Iowa resident. I'm an yep. Illinois resident, which Chicago controls everything we do. And I, they're so anti-gun. I mean, not everybody, right? But I'm speaking generally for Chicago here. Um, I just don't think they're going to be down for hunting if they're not down for the second amendment. So in Illinois, it's probably one of the biggest crock of shit states as far as politics are concerned. And, and well, and everybody. let's just say, too, let's say Georgia, these guys do pass this or make it work somehow. What's to say other states don't jump on this and follow suit? You know? Oh, right. don't don't think that, don't think that there ain't, I mean, don't think there's not wolves laid in the grass just waiting for this to get passed. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. I can tell you, man, there, there's, there, I promise there's already eyeballs on it just seeing the response. Yeah, there'll be pe- know, and, people and it, celebrating if this goes through, which is messed up. Oh, there ain't no doubt. Like I said, I think this is a true test to us all as outdoorsmen, as, as, you know, whether you bow hunt or not, whether you deer hunt or not, whether, you know, again, obviously this is home to me. I'm a hunter and outdoorsman, and, and do I have any land in Muskogee County? No, it's not going to. But, I mean, the point is we're all one here, and not only as, as, as hunters, but, like, my niece, she shoots archery for the middle school. So, I mean, under this law, they, they they can't even do that as an activity of the school. God, it's messed up. That is crazy. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's just a, a, a mischanging a whole lifestyle or something like this. So, I mean, you know, I, I obviously I think we all saw the gun thing coming and people, but I don't know that I imagine they would be going after bow and arrows like this. I mean. No kidding. No kidding. But it just, it just goes to show you the true motive of it. It's just people that are against hunting and against this lifestyle that we live. Yeah. Oh, dude. Absolutely. It's attack on our culture. I mean, it's just sad. it's a sad day. But again, that's why I say, you know, if if, if everybody nationwide's got to stand up to this thing, and 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 vice versa, when it comes up somewhere else, it's got to be we're all one here. We got to have each other's backs. Absolutely. Yeah. So everyone, listen. We'll put the link to this with all this information in the description of the episode. So as soon as you hear this, get in there and. uh Write some emails, make some phone calls. All their numbers are on here. I mean, it's uh, strength in numbers. Way to shut it down before it even gets going, you know, is what we can do. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. I, I've got a buddy around here, Brooks Pig. He was telling me today he actually shared this, and I'll, I'll send you all the link to this, too. It's called Georgia Field. It's for this. Uh, they wrote an article up on this uh, 
this bigger bill they're trying to do statewide. But he actually shared that that uh, post with all the – he went and looked up all, everybody's numbers and contacts who voted for it, and he shared that, and Facebook actually censored his post. No kidding. Yeah, he, he went back and got – he went back and looked, and it was on no news feed, so he had to screen grab it and share it again. No <laughs> shit. They he shadow banned it. Like, I mean, they tell y'all to everybody talks about the big tech and it's like, man, it gets, it's from the top all the way to the bottom. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Well, just any of us, let's hope that us just talking about it here. I'll get to people. I know we have, we have some hardcore listeners in Georgia, so maybe we can do a post before we launch this too, just to try and help out before this meeting actually does happen. Yeah. We'll do one in between. Um, well, I mean, I don't know a bunch enough about it probably that we should, but at least we're, we're, got the platform where we can talk about it and bring awareness to it and hopefully kick it in the ass before it even gets gets going. Well, like I said, for sure, and it don't matter where the where the feedback's coming from, and it don't matter if it's Alaska, you know, it's it's, uh, it's just letting them know that we're all one voice here, you know, and it's, it's a, that's what matters. And like I said, I, I'm still trying to get educated on it more and more because when I did that video on Instagram, I literally had found out about it like, like the night before. Um, cause it was so, but that, and that's what's scary too, was something like this almost got slipped in without nobody even knowing about it. Right. It shows how snaky politics are. wrote up a big article on it, thank goodness. And then, and then, like I said, you know, I, I spoke with Michael and Hunter Nation was big time. They, they got caught wind of it and they were, they're ready to fight it. So, I mean, you know, it's just, thank goodness for, 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 cause you think back, man, you never would think even five, 10 years ago of having a, a, a group like that to support hunters and stuff because you never thought we needed it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, no kidding. We, we got out. We, we, I mean, that, that's what we got because again, and I'm, I'm guilty too, is I mean, we, we got to all step up and be a voice for this and have each other back. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, man, I hope, I hope we at least make a little difference. I mean, people call, blast them up, email them, write them, tell them, tell them to kick rocks that this isn't going to fly type of, you know, you be respectful, make us seem like, educated humans here but uh but you know show your emotion at the same time with with getting your point across right 100 percent. again thank you guys for, for bringing awareness to it yeah, yeah. no problem man I, I saw that your post about it and uh we actually got a few messages on it on instagram too and it's like it's not good it scares me living in illinois you know it's just some of the the game laws we have don't make a ton of sense here and i can just see it happening with with the the political angle of our state, you know. Well, and it's just crazy. Like they're trying to do this down in Georgia, but right across the river in Iowa, we have a city hunt where we can go and shoot deer in city limits with a with a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and plus, like I said, I'm after this year, man. Which I know it's been 2020 has been a hell of a year, but um, down here in Georgia, I don't know what's going on. I'm scared to even drink the water anymore. <laughs> man, we we we've done. I don't. We've done flips. It's crazy. Nurser never saw this coming. So yeah, no kidding. That's a good point. In Georgia, of all places, well, right. it's you got just like you got people fleeing California to go to Texas type of thing. It's like pretty pretty soon Texas is going to have the reputation of being California. Oh yeah, I hope not. Oh, I know, man. It's it's nuts. I mean, like I said, that's why we, we got to you know because I know we are in in this. Obviously, the generation is coming more and more being vocal in our corner, but, man, we've always been just the kind of the good old boys to sit back and take it on the chin. And, man, we got to, like you say, we got to have an educated civil fight about this and stand our ground. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Well, 
We'll see, man. It's uh, March 9th is the meeting. Attend the Columbus City Council's meeting at 530 Tuesday, March 9th. 100, 100 Nation members will be there to testify against this ban. So that's good. Yeah, um, and I'm hoping I'm I'm actually going to be in Florida. So I, if something, I'm hoping I can try to get back possibly. Yeah, 530 um, on but, Tuesday, but, March. Okay. Gotcha. Well, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to try and put this episode out before Iowa Classic now and seeing that date. I was going to put it out mid-March, but now I'm going to try and get it out. So if you're listening, it doesn't matter. You're listening to it. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you. I've been, I appreciate that. I'm just now pulling up the calendar. I didn't realize that was – think that's a week from the night. So. Yeah, yep. it is. Yep, it a is. week from the night. Oh, man. Crazy shit out there, boys and girls. Yeah, you have to keep us updated if you go to that meeting and see how it goes. Yeah, well, for sure. If I can get back and go to it, I, I will 100%. If not, I, I'm going to try to have some entails, some boots on the ground to get some feedback. For yeah, sure. definitely. Well, cool, man. I, I hate to. I don't want to end on that like negative ish <laughs> vibe, you know. But heck, no. We had no. I get it, man. We're fighting a good fight, man. We're not. We ain't conquered yet. Like I said, I'm hoping this will this will spur something to where it'll wake everybody up, you know. And and freaking let's get out there and, and like I said, be civil about it, but but be confident and and let your voices be heard. Yeah, yeah. Send send pits up there. You know, all, I hope it's a wake up call to everybody across the country, man. It it it, it can ha- it can happen and it's going to happen. It's coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Send yeah, like you said. Send, send pits up there. He's not afraid to speak his mind. <laughs> Pitts, man. Pitts would be up there. He'd be at the front door with a Hank Junior flag waving it. <laughs> Hank, Hank Junior flag and a huge dip in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'd have a, he'd have a dang sleeve in his back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. We got to call Michael Pitts, man. But no, man. Hey, I appreciate you doing this. I hope you come back. And uh, I think, man, next spring we ought to plan an Illinois turkey hunt or something. Yep. You and Pitts come up and hang out for for a few days and podcast and and cut up. Absolutely, man. I'd, I'd love to. Like I said, I've never hunted up there for turkeys, and and uh, you just give me some dates and we'll make it work. And it's, I mean, it's hard to believe turkey season's here. I mean, I leave I leave Thursday morning for Florida to go down South Florida. So it's just I don't know where. I feel like just last week I quit deer hunting, so okay. I don't know where all the time went. <laughs> you be hunting turkeys on the beach, or how's that work? I've never been to Florida. <laughs> man, it's more it's more like hunting them in the swamp down there. Is it really? It's uh, it's all oh, man. It's and down there. It's we're gonna be just north of the Everglades. Oh no, kid! So it's just so, Osceola birds, huh? Yeah, it's it's about as deep south as you can go, man. And it's uh, it's some it can get in some hairy situations down there, but it's fun. It's it's fun to hunt them, and they're. They're little turkeys, but they're aggressive little suckers, man. They're mean. Oh, are they? How do they compare to an eastern? There, I mean, I you know, easterns can be, but man, by rule of thumb, what I've seen, the Osceolas are about the meanest. No kidding, really? that's awesome. If you got one with a decoy, it's it's they'll, they'll come, they'll just run right through you. <laughs> so, how how I mean, big are they compared to an eastern? Uh, I mean, they'll they'll. I mean, you know, if you, if you get on down there, there's some guys that get on there and they're like, you know, 15, 16 pounds. Oh, no kidding. But, but, um, but I mean, you know, you get into some, you know, they're, you know, maybe 18 pounds. So, but, yeah, I mean, I mean not but, but, a little smaller, not, not, not a huge, well, I guess 15, 10 pounds smaller, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, and if you get down there, like in the, in the true, like down there in, in the, in the glades and the swamp, man, like I said, there's some of them that are just, they're like big chickens. <laughs> I mean, they're just, you know, but it's crazy those, what, what you think, you know, I grew up around here about setting up on a turkey and what those turkeys down there will do. I can, I was at a, a NWTF banquet 
one year at a buddy's buddies and the old guy was talking to him about turkey hunting. He said, man, as I can remember back, he said more than several times, more than once you called the turkey be gobbling through a swamp. He said, man, you'd be looking and you look down through that water and he goes, you just see a weight coming and that'd be wading beard deep through that water. Just coming to you, coming to a call. No kidding. Yeah. And because he said, and he said, man, but that's their, they live you know, there. That's, that's what they, that's what they live in. That's like, you know, I said, so that's just, that's how they get around. I say flying. And he said, man, they, they're so used <laughs> to walking through water and coming through mud and stuff. He said, it's nothing like it is traditionally <laughs> where you, you wouldn't set up. He said, you just, if they're gobbling, you sit down and wait on them. <laughs> swimming turkey. It's funny down <laughs> yeah. south, some guys calling a turkey through a swamp and I'm up in Illinois trying to call a turkey around a stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're worried about a blowdown up here, and then you, they're calling them across the dang good alligator pit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's a good point too. It's like these turkeys just don't care. They'll fight an alligator. Yeah. If they're that aggressive. Oh, I'm telling you, man, they got them. They're between that and the and the dang pythons and the cougars and panthers. Man, they got them. They got about everything down there. God, I didn't think about that. I don't know if I want to go to Florida, man. <laughs> it's, it's man. They got black bears. They got. It's like a dang jungle. And they're always on cops. It seems like all What's cops. That? It seems like all cops episodes are filmed in Florida. Man, I'm telling you something. If y'all want to, the craziest game you can play, you, you could go, get on Google, type in your birthday in Florida. Oh no! And type and type in your name in Florida, and just see the stories that come up. No, it will <laughs> it will blow your mind. What I mean, if, what is you it? Could, you is- could. Just you can tell it don't matter. That's how much crazy stuff happens down there. Is it just because it's nice it's out most like of the time? Article, it's articles out? of days on your birthday and like or well, you, people with I your name. If, I don't know if the moon stays full down there year round. I don't know what happens. But <laughs> it, man, you can put type in your birthday right now, Florida, and just see what comes up. It's insane. Oh man. Okay. That's a, I will do that after this. There'll be just headlines come up. Just just news articles. It's insane. <laughs> Oh man, okay. Maybe I do want to go to Florida. That might just be an experience, you know. So <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it's like it's a. I've never seen nothing like it. But you're right. I mean, they, you know, cops could that, that ought to be their home base down there. It probably is. It's like where real trees based in Georgia. Cops has got their own like setup there. <laughs> There's some kid at, just out of high school begging to film for cops right now. <laughs> 16 years old, just got his license. Yeah. Next thing you know, cops road trips is getting fired up. Just a cops version of Philip Culpepper protege just getting yeah. brought up. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's and like I'll give you an example for the on the deer hunt deer hunters out there to show you how crazy they are. Um, their rut and the the peak of their rut is the middle of July. What? I'm not, I'm not July. Kidding. The middle of July. They have antlers in July down there. Oh yeah, dude. For, and it, that's and another it's planet. Like, it's like they don't need tags, or and they can shoot like a deer a day or something in season. It's something crazy. Oh, like it's, and, and like if you kill a like like one of the places we're turkey hunting with, I, I was talking to the guy because I was like, man, I'd like to go in there and do a dang rut hunt just because who does that in July? No I kidding. Mean, <laughs> and they said July they're wide open. I mean, like really? July fourth on, they're wide open, just chasing grunting. Dude, that's and, crazy. Uh, I'm mind blown by it, this. It, but it, like, if you kill a 120 down there, it'd be like killing a 180. Right. <laughs> well, and, probably. And it's probably 140 again, degrees. I, I would love. To, I'd, I'd go down there and kill a hundred deer in a heartbeat. Just that's just just the environment they're in. You know. I mean. Yeah. 
I'd like to just so kill I mean, a deer in July legally just to see what it'd be like. Get to hunt your underwear. Oh, I, but... I had I had one guy tell me, he said, yeah, we don't we don't hunt in the morning as much because the mosquitoes are so bad. He said, but the afternoons are so hot and the mosquitoes aren't bad. No, it's that That's high like... that the mosquitoes don't come out. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You got to hunt your underwear down there. Man. I mean, man, just think about what it's like. I had one of my, my Spartan cameras out the other day sent me a picture from where we're turkey hunting, and it was 93 down there Sunday. Home. Oh, so, imagine what it's like in July, July 4th weekend. No thanks, man. I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I no longer want to shoot a deer in July. No, I'm good <laughs> on the July deer thing in Florida. Uh, but you have to let us know how your turkey hunt goes, man. That'll be awesome. We'll have to do an update. Yep, for sure, man. Like I said, we need to jump back on and do another one, have an update of turkey season, see how it goes. Maybe when Drake comes down, we can, we can, uh, we'll have plenty of windshield time. We can, we can talk. Yeah, let's do it, man. Cool. Let's do it. Well, cool, man. I think we'll wrap it up there, man. I appreciate you jumping on. Any, uh, yes, sir. I thank you guys again for the opportunity. Like I said, anybody out there, man, y'all, y'all look at the links below and, and, and support, you know, support this thing and get behind it because it, it's going to take everybody's voice. Yeah. Hey, don't hang up when we get done here. Uh, real quick before we close out, uh, Tell everyone where they could find Hunt Club. Yeah, so we Hunt Club is on uh, the Real Tree 365 app, and it's uh, if you we got our own YouTube channel, Hunt Club with Philip Culpepper. Very so cool. If you can right subscribe and, and follow us and give us some feedback, what y'all want to see, what you don't like, and uh, try to understand everybody because we're all from Georgia. <laughs> hey, that adds to the flavor of it, man. So, all right, man, appreciate you, Eric. You got anything to add? No, just thanks for coming on, man. All right, everyone. Yes, sir, buddy. Thanks for, thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.